This, despite major sports leagues conducting thousands of COVID tests a week for their athletes. It is absolutely outrageous that national sports stars are getting routinely tested when nurses aren't. Nurses are your line of defense. They're your only line of defense. At Texas A&M University, researchers are working on a COVID-19 breathalyzer. In less than a minute, results could potentially be sent to someone's smartphone, though it still would require emergency use authorization from the FDA. Nine months into the pandemic, some states are still reporting a testing backlog as labs are overwhelmed. In North Dakota, results are taking five to seven days. It makes it very difficult because people are wondering if they should stay at home or if they are okay to go to work. But is getting tested even enough? A question being asked by families across the country as the holiday season is just beginning. Testing should be reserved for what you want to test for if you are sick, if you're worried that you could expose others. But it only gives you that snapshot in that one moment in time. So unfortunately, a negative test does not give you the all clear. And Gabe joins us now from New York, where the governor says he's considering a winter plan that will likely include more testing in schools. Yeah, but it's not exactly clear how that will work at this point. The mayor here faced backlash for closing schools, but the governor now says increased testing inside classrooms will be crucial for reopening them this week. Thanks very much. Dr. John Torres joins us now to clear up some misconceptions about testing, especially in light of all the travel and family gatherings. Dr. John, how much should people be relying on these tests? Well, so we all need to realize that these tests are essentially just that. They're a snapshot in time. So if you're negative today, that doesn't mean you won't be positive tomorrow. For example, you could be exposed today, test negative in five days. Then on day eight, you hang out with friends and family thinking you're fine only to develop symptoms and test positive on day 10. So you expose all those others without knowing you're contagious. And that's why it's important to realize that testing is just one of the steps, along with quarantining, avoiding crowds, wearing a mask, and social distancing that can help make sure you don't have the virus or spread it to others. Lester? Yeah, an important reality check. All right, Dr. John, thanks. And on Sunday, be sure to watch and meet the press. Dr. Anthony Fauci will discuss the <laughs> pandemic with Chuck Todd. Now to Black Friday shattering online shopping records today. Tonight, what you can do for free shipping and deep discounts. Jolene Kent has details. It may have looked like an unusually slow start to Black Friday, but online Americans are shopping at shattering records. I could sit in front of my machine and hit five stores at the same time. On Thanksgiving Day alone, online shopping soared more than 20% to a record $5.1 billion giving Black Friday a dramatic new look. Now on pace to be the biggest ever online. Usually on Black Friday, these big TVs would be scooped up by in-person shoppers. This year, this Best Buy says a lot of these are already spoken for by online shoppers. For the millions getting orders shipped, there's added pressure to click buy as soon as possible, thanks to backlogged orders. Retailers' distribution centers are experiencing a significant increase in workload coupled with some of the restrictions that COVID's in place uh, around social distancing and use of PPE, waiting until last minute this year is just going to result in disappointment. That's why Amazon has hired nearly half a million new workers this year alone. To compete with Amazon, Best Buy and many other retailers are transforming their stores into mini fulfillment centers. Come this way with me. They take your online order and then they fulfill it from locations in your neighborhood. If you choose to 
ship, experts say December 11th is expected to be the last day for free or cheaper shipping in time for Christmas. After that, you'll pay more to get your stuff on time. To avoid shipping risks entirely, one thing you can do is buy online and then pull up at the store. But this holiday season, you're going to want to be patient with that, too. A lot of people doing the same thing. Lester? Jolene Kent tonight, thank you. Overseas, Iran is vowing revenge and blaming Israel tonight after its top nuclear scientist was killed in a brazen attack. Bill Neely has late details. A bullet-ridden car, a drive-by assassination near Tehran, says Iran. Of a man, American and Israeli intelligence accused of being the architect of Iran's nuclear program. Iranian state media tonight naming Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, vowing revenge. Iran's foreign minister blaming Israel for what he called an act of state terror. Iran's secret nuclear file. Israel's leader singled out Fakhrizadeh two years ago. Remember that name, Fakhrizadeh. Israel convinced of his key role. He was the blame and the organizational commander of the secret part of the Iranian nuclear project. He was in charge, but the goal is to have a nuclear weapon. For years, many nuclear scientists have been killed in Iran. Israel suspected. President Trump today retweeting news of the killing. The CIA and Israel not commenting. President Trump has confronted Iran in the past. President-elect Biden favors talks to restart the Iran nuclear deal. It's confirmed this attack could be Israel's preemptive strike. Its proxy war with Iran growing tonight. Earlier this year, America killed Iran's top Revolutionary Guard commander. Tonight, Iran's army chief blamed America and Israel for today's killing. Tensions and the stakes are escalating. Lester? All right, Bill Neely, thanks. Another legal setback tonight for President Trump's claims of voter fraud, a federal appeals court rejecting his challenge in Pennsylvania. Pete Williams is here now. Pete, what did the court say? It's a unanimous ruling, Lester, by a panel of three appeals court judges, all Republican appointees, one appointed by President Trump. The court said the campaign failed to offer any solid evidence that Pennsylvania election officials changed the rules to favor Biden. The ruling said calling an election unfair does not make it so. Charges require specific allegations and then proof we have neither here, it said. It concluded by saying voters, not lawyers, choose the president. The campaign will undoubtedly appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, Lester. All right, Pete Williams in Washington, thank you. Despite the mounting legal defeats, President Trump still refuses to concede, but tonight the clearest signs yet he is moving toward the inevitable. Kelly O'Donnell at the White House. From his Virginia golf property, President Trump headed to the seclusion of Camp David today. His election transition becoming defiant acceptance. Just say it. Oh, certainly I will. Certainly I will. And you know that. Last night, making his first public commitment to move out of the White House after a Biden victory is finalized. Because time isn't on our side. Reality setting in to a point. It's going to be a very hard thing to concede because we know there was massive fraud. Well. The president played golf today. Those unproven election claims suffered another court defeat. Still, he is more outwardly recognizing Biden will succeed him. The Biden administration said, oh, that's okay, we'll get rid of America first. No, we don't want to get rid of America first. Don't let Joe Biden take credit for the vaccine. Don't let him take credit for the vaccine. Because the vaccines were me. Today, outside the 
liberal parade stand for President-elect Joe Biden, who made no comment today. Whether President Trump attends, still a question. I mean, I know the answer. I, I'll be honest, I know the answer, but I just don't want to say it yet. Today, President Trump urged his own supporters to drop plans for a boycott of Georgia's runoff races. He'll campaign there in Georgia next week to help two Republican senators trying to keep their seats and party control. Lester? Kelly O'Donnell, thank you. In Southern California, power has been cut to 16,000 utility customers to prevent high winds from sparking new and potentially deadly wildfires. The Santa Ana winds combined with extremely dry conditions making it dangerous for millions. Now to the mystery after a nationwide spree of destruction aimed at statues of historical figures like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Tonight, who might have done it and why? Blaine Alexander reports. In Spokane, Washington, it was a statue of President Lincoln splashed with red paint. In Portland, a cemetery dedicated to veterans of America's 19th century wars packed with graffiti. A toppled George Washington statue in Minneapolis. And in Chicago, this statue at McKinley Park. Looks like somebody put cables around it to try to pull the statue down. All historic monuments. And during this Thanksgiving Whoa. weekend, all targeted by vandals. On many, a similar message. Anti-colonialism graffiti. No more genocide. And the words, land back. An apparent reference to a campaign focused on returning American land to indigenous people. So far in Portland, three arrests for defacing a grocery store. All of it reminiscent of similar backlash against Confederate statues in recent years. The message that people are trying to deliver is that they want to see a change, a change in the system of white supremacy that is characterized by these public monuments and memorials that speak to a very painful past. Across the country, police are still searching for those responsible. Blaine Alexander, NBC News. In just 60 seconds, are nursing homes better prepared now than at the start?